what pops up a beer or a cold libation Let me tell you how I wrote this little theme I went and took a call from brother Jason And he tells me that he has a little dream He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast And I ask him what you got He said I'll start off with some talking And some moody clips of popcorn fighting Fantasy explorations and some groundness exploitation Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxing Full month horror movie marathon Sometimes I'll let the dogs come on Contest and of course you know it's all about games I said slow down let's just start with the name It's the Nerds RPG Variety Podcast With the other Jason Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host Jason. Just wanted to do a quick show on the way to work today. I haven't been giving folks a whole lot of RPG content lately, so I want to do that. I've been doing some some gaming recaps, but I'm going to talk about space games, or, you know, sci-fi games, and then we're going to do listener calls. I'll meander about my life for a few minutes, and then we'll close out the show. So let's get into it. Sci-fi games. What is your personal favorite flavor of sci-fi games? We've got a couple different things here. We've got science, and, and really I've moved sci-fi into two areas, science fantasy and science fiction. And then science fiction, typically I would look at is hard science fiction. So that's what High Colonies, the game that Carl Rodriguez over at the GM, GMologist presents, the game he's running, High Colonies, I would say is science fiction. I would say that, you know, The Expanse is science fiction. I would say games like Traveler are science fiction games, right? They're trying to be hard sci-fi to some degree. Star Wars and Star Trek, to me, are both science fantasy. Uh, I put Star Trek in the science fantasy realm because even though you have Technobabble and whatnot, let's be honest, it's not realistic science, right? You know, every world they go to, they seem to just have a breathable, breathable atmosphere, you know, there's all kinds of convenience in there. and it, So to me, Star Trek is more of the science fantasy realm than hard science fiction. I would also put your post-apocalyptic games in there, like Gamma World. I would throw in your is science fiction. And, 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 or, I'm sorry, science fantasy. As what I guess, if you want to do Sword Planet, John Carter, Mars, and all that science fantasy, right? So that's kind of how I divide them up, science fantasy and science fiction. Personally, I lean towards science fantasy a little bit because I do like the gonzo factor, but I'm happy to play either. I've had a lot of fun in High Colonies. It sounds like Carl's wrapping that up. That might go away. We might move on to something a little bit harder as far as science fiction goes. He's, I don't know if we're going to... He mentioned Starfinder, which Starfinder to me is probably going to be more of a science fantasy realm. But if we do something... um, I don't know. We're going to see what he does. So, But but I'm down for either one. I, I I like both genres. Do you guys have preference? Do you have preference of science fiction over science fantasy or science fantasy over science fiction? Do you disagree with me that Star Trek is more science fantasy? And I guess the, the other thing here is, you know, for the game system, how detailed do you want your game system? You know, I know John Allen Large over at the Red Dice Diaries Media Empire has 
run, um, what's that? Shoot. It's not Powered by the Apocalypse, but it's the Blades in the Dark. Forged in the Dark, there's a game that's like a Star Wars-esque game. I forget the name of it right now, like say I'm driving. But, you know, in fact, I bought a copy of it because he recommended it. But basically, you're, 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 you're doing the rogues, you're doing the Han Solo type, smuggler type, and you're out doing missions and stuff out in space. And that's much more of a science fantasy and a lighter kind of rule set. And I think you can get away with a lighter rule set either way. Um, but there's something satisfying about heavy, crunchy rules sometimes. You know, whether you're playing Battletech, which which I don't think are super crunchy, but I, I can see why people consider that way. Or you're playing Space Master. Of course, Space Master would be my preferred flavor of hard science fiction. Or you can even turn Space Master into science fantasy, too. But because Space Master is designed to work with Role Master, so you can mix the two. But, yeah, Space Master might be my preferred, and that's pretty crunchy. Um, what, what do you guys think? Do you, does a science fantasy or science fiction game need to be crunchy? I don't know. I, I, I think some degree of crunch is wanted. You want to be able to differentiate between a heavy blaster pistol and a regular blaster pistol. And it might just be the difference between a D6 and a D8, but in damage dice. But I think that differentiation is nice to have. And I think you want to be able to differentiate between the ships. But I've, you know, I've run Space Cowboy games using the um, Deep 7 or 7, yeah, I think Deep 7, the 1PG system, and it worked really well. Now, I don't think those had a lot of legs. They were really one-shot games and set up to run as one-shots. But I'll be honest with you, we, we had plenty of granularity for what we needed in those games. So I, I think you can do either of these games with a lighter rule set, especially if the players are willing to fill in the gaps and add in their own technobabble in the talk. So I don't know. What, what do you guys think? How much crunch do you want in a, in a futuristic game? And do you prefer to have science fantasy or science fiction? Very interesting in people's thoughts here. Anyhow, let's get to some listener calls. Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Maybe it's your auntie or a joke put by your spouse, but the operator scream is coming from inside the house. Don't let him fool you, Daniel. Uh, Jason totally drives that van from Mad Max with the giant amplifier on the back and the fire-spewing guitar mutant. Um, if you listen to his back catalog in some episodes that I can totally vouch for and I'm not making up off the cuff you can hear it in the background hey and that's where your oil's going obviously into the fire guitar just got to uh, switch over to smooth jazz
whoops, back to reality there. So that was Taylor from the Cleric Square Ringmail blog. Maybe we'll get him to do it to vlog or podcast at some point. Um, yeah, you called me out. You caught me, Taylor. I my van is exactly that big truck with the speakers and the drums and all from Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I, I'll tell you a, a little secret. If you drink quite a bit, like like I did before the premiere of Mad Max Fury Road when I went and saw that was the first time I went to the Alamo Draft House. And there's a bar near that Alamo Draft House, and I may have... Now, I plan things out, but if you drink, you know, a lot of alcohol in quick succession, sometimes that hour of drink for it to dissipate thing doesn't work out as well as it should. Um, just going to throw that out there. But that was great seeing that in theater. You know, my van out there with the guitar guy on there. And, you, you know, in the theaters with, with good sound, when it passed that, it would do this the surround sound thing where you'd hear the the convoy you know from one side of the screen like the left side of the theater going over to the right side of the theater and all is really awesome but yeah i mad max fear road is up there in my top movies to be honest i i, I think george miller's a, a genius as far as fans and motorcycles go joe richter also has some thoughts of course that's joe richter the hindsight and wheeler woe fame so let's go to joe do not call into my show from your bike. I know you said you weren't gonna, but you also said never say never. So I'm saying right now, don't call into my show because fuck, man, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that guilt. Anyway, I am so excited for your conversion van with the full fantasy paint job. That is a thing I have always wanted in my life, always and forever is a sweet ass like dodge ram van the full like paint job i don't even know what i'm talking about i just want a fantasy painted van i hope you get one you should start a GoFundMe for it i will give you all of my money all of it peace out hey joe thanks for that those kind words i i really appreciate the offer i i, I don't want all your money though I, I will, because right now, like I say, the issue is my what? More. Maddie, stop. The issue is more my um, wife's not a fan of the conversion van. If this van survives a while longer, then I'll do it to this one. If not, the next cargo van I get, I am going to put some kind of fantasy paint scheme on there. It may not be a full conversion van, although I will, if I live long enough, I, I, I do plan to get one. But... I will have a van with a fantasy paint job at some point. But one thing at a time. Got to do the motorcycle thing first. And um, you, you know at some point that call's coming. That calling's coming to your show. When will it be? You'll never know. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, dude. So listening to your latest episode... Uh, listener feedback and where the show is going you're talking about how there's a bunch of great shows out there and how you don't know if you should keep doing yours uh yeah man there's a ton of great shows but it's a show could be amazing but it's about for me it's about the the relationship i form with the person who's doing the podcast there are amazing shows out there that i don't listen to because I don't give a shit, you know. Uh, 
it's not about the quality. It's not about the quality of the content for me. Even it's about it's about the person who's doing the show, and if they're real, you know, if they're genuine. There's a lot of fake ass people out there, for sure. Anyway, keep doing your show forever. Peace out. Hey, Jason, Daniel, Vanesky. You know, I think that you're right. We're, we are in like a golden age, if you will, of podcasts. I'm not really a big podcast person. Like, I don't listen to podcasts, aside from mostly these anchor ones. And uh, you're one that I listen to all the time. So no matter how many great podcasts there are out there, you're going to have people that want certain things. So, uh, yeah, don't stop podcasting or else I'll just have to start calling you on the phone so you can tell me about different movies and uh, games that you played and, and do... Uh, feed my addiction to unboxings and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, but I'm definitely going to check out your show notes and uh, check out some of these other podcasts that you're recommending because, uh, yeah, there's lots and lots of great stuff out there. I forget you got to press the red button. Hey, Jason, I'm sending you a message from my bar and grill place, Flying Saucer. It's not my local, favorite local watering hole. Anyway, um, hey, no, keep posting your perspective about game recaps because it's kind of neat to get a player's perspective and a GM's perspective and then we can compare notes and it might be even fun to like record a gaming recap where you and both you and I discuss our perspectives and then put them each on our respective podcasts because I'm sure we get different type of people Um, you get the Harley riders and no I don't know do I get the Harley riders you know, I get the Jeep. I get the Jeep Wrangler crowd, and you get the uh, minivan and motorcycle riders. Oh my gosh! I just thought of a new concept for a game. Although I don't know, well, the title would be minivans and motorcycles. And what would it be about? I guess we should discuss. What would a game entitled "Minivans and Motorcycles" be about? Hmm. Urban angst. Long commutes. The dangers of middle age. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. So there we heard more from Joe Richter. We heard from Daniel Norton of the Bandits Keep Media Empire. He has a podcast, a YouTube channel, an actual play YouTube channel. Yes, Daniel, I have updated those show notes from the other show, last show, so you can go there and find those podcasts. And one of those new podcasts also called in, and that was Carl Rodriguez of the Geomologist Presents podcast. He was the last caller there. Thank you guys so much for those calls. Thank you for the encouragement. Don't worry, I'm not quite ready to hang up my hat. And Carl, at your request, I will keep doing play summaries. I, I know some people like those kind of things, so I'll keep doing that. I had to pause there. I had to sneeze. No, I I don't mind doing the play summaries. Sometimes I feel like they're self-indulgent, and, and, and I kind of feel bad, but as long as I get feedback that people like them, then I have no problem throwing them out there. People, let me know what you think. If people don't like the play summaries or think I'm getting too in-depth or something like that, let me know. I won't necessarily stop doing them, but I can move them to the back of the show 
so you can absorb the other content without having to listen to those if you like. Kind of like I do with my exploitation film reviews. I like to put them at the end of the show, and that way people don't have to listen to those if they're, you know, squeamish or have morals or something like that. I don't have any new movie reviews for you today. I have been kind of catching the HBO Max series Mayor of Easttown with Kate Winslet as a detective. It's kind of a, I don't know, a dour show, though. It's, you know, it's got that, you know, negative kind of everything sucks worldview like a lot of shows do these days. You know, the community has lots of drug use, divorce, cheating, things going wrong in the community, that kind of thing. The acting's fine. The main reason I'm watching it is it's my old stomping grounds. It's set in a fictional township of Easttown, but it's being filmed in Chester and Delaware counties in Pennsylvania, which is a little bit west of Philly, a little bit southwest of Philly. And I grew up in, yeah, and a lot of it's filmed in Aston Township. And that's where I, you know, well, at least I was there from what, when I was 11 to when I was 17 during the 80s. Yeah, they even name dropped the high school I went to, Sun Valley High. Um, so it's interesting watching a show that is filmed in area. I had a lot of formative years and memories. Um, and, you know, they name drop all the places and they try to mimic the accent and all. So that's kind of cool. But it's hard to recommend because it is that kind of, one of those kind of negative kind of downer shows. E- even though the acting's pretty good. So... You know, but that's what I've been watching. I did pick up all four of the Hatchet films, and maybe I will watch. You know, Ed Taylor of Clerk, where where's Ringmail's recommendation? Actually, I, to be honest, Taylor only recommended the first one. I'm not sure he knew that there were three sequels. But you know, I'm I'm one of those people. It's all in. I'm a completionist. So I picked up all four, and if I make it back home alive this weekend. Maybe I'll try to watch those. And if I make it home in less than one piece, then I'll watch them in the hospital. So either way, look for a review of the Hatcher films in a future episode. I don't have any gaming news because I haven't been playing any games, uh, as I talked about in previous episode. I do have a game scheduled this Sunday with Carl Rodriguez of the Geomologist Presents podcast. He's running his next session of Umerica. DCC post-apocalyptic game so I'm looking forward to playing that and then this coming week is supposed to be our Barbarians Lemuria session but I had to cancel because that was the only time I could schedule so I did a sleep study they said hey you need a CPAP so now I have to go and do sleep there another night all wired up with the CPAP I guess to fit me for the CPAP I don't know but so that was the only night I could schedule that second part of the sleep study so uh, I had to cancel Barbarian's Lemuria so I could get fitted for my CPAP um, which kind of sucks but hopefully that'll sort out soon so hopefully here in a couple weeks things will sort out and I'll be able to play games again so that's all I have for you today if you have any comments on the show you can leave a message on Anchor you can send me an email to nerdsrpgvarietycast at gmail.com attach a sound file and I'll play it on the show and make you famous and you can also reach me on the Auto Dungeon Discord so I hope everybody's doing okay I hope you have a great Memorial Day weekend and hopefully 
Today's Friday, the 28th of May. Hopefully, I'll have another short episode tomorrow, Saturday, to let you know I got home safe after driving my bike home in the rain. So, maybe I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. Joking about your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I could shoot him dead. Bring on the gold, bring on the gold. I want some more, bring on the gold. Is a dustman and your moil is quite a tipper And I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper Don't look away